Welcome to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look to the folks at Farm Bureau Health Plans when you need someone who understands the X's and O's of healthcare coverage. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Hello and welcome to the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. I'm Amy Wells. Coach Mac is here. Mac, I've missed you. We took a couple of weeks. We kind of let the end of the season happen. You know, the Tennessee Titans are done. We've had time to process, recover, sleep. And now we are moving on to the next things. Well, yeah. I mean, this is that's what you do. The National Football League, Amy, as you well know, is, I mean, it's a train that's on the track. And regardless of what happens to you, you've got to jump on it because there's there's time sequences that this league is on. And so you've got to move forward. And uh, you or I, neither one have been sleeping too much because we've both been working quite a bit. But uh, I have missed you. I mean, I know you were out in Las Vegas for the Pro Bowl. Mike Keith was down at the Senior Bowl. I've been doing a lot of Coach Mack stuff with the draft. And so it, it's good to be back on. I mean, the Titans, I, people have asked me, I'm sure they've asked you, where the Titans Amy Coach Mack podcast has been. Well, here it is. I think you said. It's your podcast. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> is that uh, we're going to do it during the off season, once a month? Yep. And uh, this is the first one in the off season, so I'm glad to be back here with you and Ashley both. Yep. I've I've, I've missed seeing you guys. We've got a new cadence. We're going to be once a month, like Max said. But let's get into some of what we have been doing. Okay. You mentioned Mike Keith was at the Senior Bowl. We were not. He was broadcasting the game for Sirius XM. If you didn't catch it, he did a great job. We're very proud of Mike Keith down there and what he was able to do. But there's a lot that happens outside of just Mike broadcasting a game. There's a lot that goes on in Mobile, Alabama for the week of the Senior Bowl. There's scouts and coaches down there. There's a ton of media now. It's become a big event. But for the guys who are down there doing the evaluations, scouts, the coaches, what are they really trying to achieve? How familiar are they with some of the guys that are down there before the Senior Bowl even starts? Well, I mean, the Senior Bowl, and, and I think I've been to 28 of them, coached in six of them, you know, when I was, when I was coaching in the league. And coaching the teams is a huge advantage because you get to be with these players all the time, all day. And the thing that's most important is, is you're with them in the meeting rooms. You can see how they interact. But to your question, everybody that's down there, and now it, it's a lot more organized now, and, and it's gotten that way. Uh, Jim Nagy that has taken it over has really done a nice job with it as far as procuring players to come in and also just setting it up in, a, in an org that used to be. I mean, when I first started, I can remember the first time I coached in it. I mean, Don Shula was standing there about as far as you and I are apart right now, just watching me coach the linebackers. Everybody was wow. formed together. There was, there was no rhyme or reason as to how you could interview guys. You know, it was, you know, people, I mean, it, it was kind of like the combine was in the, in the early days. It was a mess. The wild, wild west. It was the wild, wild west. But now it's very, very organized. And so you've got a chance to, to get the people that you want to interview when you're down there and not coaching it. And also you get a chance to to talk with other people down there. And plus it's it's a it's a little bit more because everybody's there at once for a, a, a week period. Coaches and scouts normally come in on a Monday and they stay Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday and they're gone. You know, a lot of uh, – and then the game the game happens on Saturday. But it, it's it, it's very, very important. Mike Keith not only, you know, was, was doing 
the play-by-play for Sirius XM with uh, Jim Miller and, and with Pat Kerwin. But he also all week was able to talk to a lot. He had great access to being able to get interviews and talk to all of these players. And this will be tremendous, tremendous coverage for us when we do Titans radio. I mean, Mike, Mike uh, did a lot of work down there. And his broadcast was great, as Mike Keese always is. There was one epic, epic, <laughs> epic interview that we're going to – if you didn't hear it, we can't. I can't tell you. I heard it. Rhett Bryan and I were watching it together the whole time. You know, we wanted to, we wanted to listen to Mike and watch. But Perry and Winfrey, the inside defensive lineman, three technique from Oklahoma, gave one of the most epic sideline interviews to Jim Miller in the history of sideline interviews, and that's all I can say about it. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it, look it up, and just know that. I thought Mike Keith was going to pass out laughing as hard as he was laughing because <laughs> anyway, but the senior bowl, the senior bowl is an, is an important, important part of the evaluation process. It's not everything. And plus Jim Nagy has getting people to come in down there. You know, for a while, a lot of agents were telling their players to ignore the senior bowl, to stay away from it, not to do it. That's not the case anymore. And uh, this year, there were six of the top seven quarterbacks that are going to be in this draft that were down there. Matt Corral was not there because he wasn't eligible to be there. Every quarterback in this draft that was eligible was down there. And that's, that's big. So the Senior Bowl a, is a big deal. And uh, I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed watching every minute of it. Now, you said that you watched it with our friend Rhett Bryan. Who are some of the guys that maybe stood out to you during that game who were able to make an impact? And I'm glad you said during the game because the practices are different than the game. Right. The game in itself, because you're mixing and matching players that may be playing some different positions because people want to see if they could possibly play another position, you know, in the National Football League. So, And plus, you just haven't had enough time to have a lot of, you know, be in sync offensively. The defense normally dominates all of these games. Just because offensively it's hard, you're restricted to what you can do. But anyway, just watching the game. This isn't from practice. I've got practice notes, but Mike Keith will have some more of this on on Titans Radio. But just from the game, let's talk about the American team. The first one was a quarterback, Malik Willis from Liberty. This guy's an athlete, 6'3", 220 pounds, live arm, had a nice game. During the week, they had one horrible day of practice where it was you know, raining sideways, which it always does in Mobile this time of year. And then they had a beautiful weather for the game. That's just Mobile, Alabama. I can remember one year that I coached it that uh, we had a police escort when I was coaching it with Mike Ditka to the airport with Franco Harris because he went into the, the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. And we were so drenched like rats when we got to the airport with because we had to make our flight back to Chicago with a police escort. We all had to run into the restroom there at the, at the little airport and uh, pull a hairdryer out and dry out all of our money and everything that we'd kept in our pockets. During, so we're standing there drying, drying off with a hairdryer in an in a, in a airport bathroom. Uh, I got a lot of senior bowl stories. Anyway, Malik Willis, you know, really good. The running back from Florida, a kid named Damian Pierce. This kid, guys, is, is going to remind – it reminds me a lot of – you guys will know – will remember this from last year when we did the draft, as thorough as we do it on Titans Radio. Reminds me a lot of Cam Akers from Florida State that went to the Rams. This kid's a good player. I liked what Damian Pierce from Florida did in the ball game. 
Sam Howell, the quarterback from North Carolina, was kind of an under-the-radar guy there the whole week, didn't have the type of year at North Carolina that you thought, but this guy's going to be a legitimate quarterback in this league. Maybe not a a top-tier franchise changer, but he's going to have a chance to play. There's an edge player from Western Kentucky right down the road here named D'Angelo Malone that really stood out. As I said, the defensive guys look better than the offensive guys just because – uh, in this game, the defense dominated this game. And then the, the, the Tolbert kid, the wide receiver from South Alabama, this is a legitimate receiver. You know, they played the University of Tennessee this year. I do a coach-to-coach show that covers the Southeastern Conference for 20 weeks. This kid's a legitimate player. That's the American team. Let's go to the national team, some guys just off of the game that, that I like. There's a guy named Boye Mafe from Minnesota, an edge player, 6034255, really an active guy. He's going to be a second-day guy that people are going to like. My man Perry and Winfrey was the was the, from Oklahoma is a three technique, which means he plays he plays like what Jeffrey Simmons would play. Uh, he's on the outside shade of the guard, six zero three six three zero three. He was he was kind of the energizer bunny all during the weeks of practice and then in the game he just went off. He was the MVP of the game and then MVP of the interview on the sideline. I was going to say also the MVP no, no, he, of the radio. He was MVP for all of it. But Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma. There's an edge player from Penn State that played linebacker at Penn State. He can't, he, they used him rushing off the edge there at the senior bowl named Jesse Lukita from Penn State. 6023261. Probably be a pretty nice 34 outside guy. Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, the tight end. You know, Titans are probably going to be in the market for a tight end or two. Uh, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin had a really nice game. The tight end group that was down there, really an interesting and a good group, a legitimate group. You don't, you're not going to have the, the, the two just uh, like Kyle Pitts was last year, you know, that's going to be an oh-my-God stick out there. But you're going to be able to get a contributor in the middle of the draft from this group of, of tight ends, in my humble opinion. And then a wide receiver from North Dakota State, the big kid, 6'4", 211, named Christian Watson. Remember that name. Christian Watson was a decent guy. Those are the, uh, just some of the guys off of both teams that I thought, you know, kind of stood out during the game, which, you know, standing out during the game doesn't guarantee you anything. But at least during the week of practice, you kind of start to see how some of these guys start to separate themselves. And there's still a lot to watch because the combine is right around the corner. And we're all going to that, too. We're all going to that. We don't miss a minute of potential player evaluation here at the Tennessee Titans. We love it. We live for it. But before we get to that okay we also spent some time at the pro bowl you were not there i was there head on down to uh sunny las vegas where it was sunny but also really cold amy it's in the desert yeah i mean i i lived in in phoenix for 18 years and so let me just say this to people that aren't familiar with that it's really warm in the daytime but in the winter which we are in the winter right now in the hemisphere we're in right at night really cold dude it was really cold here's the thing it was a dry cold so you know how they talk about it? It's a dry heat. You're, 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 a dry cold is colder than a regular cold. Your meteorology is good because it, it, <laughs> it is. It really is. I spend a lot of time on you know, the I, sidelines. I, 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 so, I know, yeah, yes, I you can do. tell you about some weather. It was cold. It was chilly, which I was not anticipating per se, but it was lovely to be there. The facilities were very nice. They practiced at a minor league baseball field. And turned it into a football field. So, you know, we're practicing in the outfield, which is normal and fine. But it was a very nice stadium. It was a great place to be. The accommodations were beautiful. So it was very, very nice. 
But we all have to remember what the Pro Bowl is because you hear every year the fans are like, this isn't a real football game. Well, it's not a real football game. You're basically at a class reunion where football is happening. That's a great way to put it. I'm so glad you and Ashley went and did a lot of great work there, by the way. Let me commend you on your content that you guys sent back. Really did a nice job. I've coached in a Pro Bowl, too. Of course I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course you have. <laughs> but it was it was different back back in the day because the first one I, I, I coached in was the 1989 Pro Bowl. It was after 88 season, and they used to. Uh, the Pro Bowl was played after the Super Bowl. It was played after the Super Bowl, and so the coaching staffs would be the ones that had lost the AFC or the NFC championship game. They were the ones that were chosen to coach. It was in Hawaii at the time, and there was no, you know, in 1989, uh, you know, for our listeners that don't know it, I'm going to tell you so you will now, so the next time you can put a bet down at the bar, 1993 is when free agency came into the National Football League. Well, this was after the 88 season, and so this was 1989, and so there was no free agency. And the reason I'm saying that is this. I know the winners in this game uh, got $80,000 and the losers got 40000 Okay, when I was coaching it, the winners got 10000 coaches and players, and the losers got 5000 All right, well, that was a big deal back then. And so uh, the players that we had, the linebackers that I had in the Pro Bowl that year, Lawrence Taylor, pretty good player, yeah. Michael Kofer, University of Tennessee player, Detroit Lions, great player, Charles Haley, yep. Hall, Hall of Famer, Mike Singletary, Hall of Famer, Sam Mills, going to be a Hall of Famer, Scott Studwell, who played you know for years at the Minnesota Vikings. And so those guys weren't making the money that these guys are making now. So that $10,000, if you won, meant something. So the game was played. I mean, you, you played the game. And I can remember very, you know, very distinctly, Michael Kofer, I had a rotation for the outside backers to go in the game, and it was the, the game was you know, in about the second quarter. And so I said, okay, you know, Michael, you and Charles Haley are in the game. And Lawrence Taylor grabbed me and said, hey, you need that extra $5,000? And I said, well, yeah, I do. He said, well, so do I, so I'm going back in. <laughs> and so, I mean, it was, it was just a different world back then. But as you say, that is exactly what it is now. And it's a, it's a great celebration of a, of a, nice, of a, of a good season. It's a, it's a nice recognition. But don't go into it thinking, you know, that it's a, it's a football game. But it is, it's a great event to be at. People love being at it. People like watching it on TV because they like seeing all of these great players together. You know, and I, and I think you and Ashley really enjoyed just watching the whole week as to what went on. Right, absolutely. And there were four Tennessee Titans players there. The Titans coaching staff was coaching the AFC team. So, I mean, it was really just a big Titans party. I, I mean, there that. are Titans people everywhere. We had a big crew of people that went out to cover it. So it was so much fun. Let's talk about the players that were there. Kevin Byard, Harold Landry, Jeffrey Simmons, Roger Saffold, all guys who were deserving. So good to see all four of those guys get recognized by their peers, by the coaches, and by the fans, right? Really happy for Roger Saffold. I mean, it's 12 years he's been in the league. Uh, I've got a lot of history with Roger. Six years there at the Rams before he came here. Has really had a, you know, 
has been a really good player for a long time. And it's hard for offensive linemen to get recognized because a lot of things, what happens, and of course, you know, the balloting has changed, you know, throughout the years. But just knowing this, uh, what has happened normally in the in the Pro Bowl balloting is if once once an offensive lineman has gone once, normally he's if he plays during the year and has a de- he normally goes back and back. Well, you have a lot of good players on the offensive line that never get to go the first time, and so they're kind of always on the cusp of you know they're always an alternate or they're always. I'm so happy for Roger that he got to go. Very deserving of uh, all four of those guys. Very very deserving that they were out there. As you said, I love the fact. We had a huge Titans presence out there. As I said, I've coached in that game, so I know what it's like. And and if I were on that on that squad that Mike Vrabel and his staff were coaching, I would have loved it because I know Mike Vrabel approached it with a great, great viewpoint too. He did, and we actually had a chance to sit down and chat with Mike Vrabel a little bit about his time in Las Vegas, about being a part of the Pro Bowl. Here's my conversation with Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, thank you so much for hanging out with us here at the Pro Bowl. Having the opportunity to bring your whole coaching staff out to Las Vegas to be coaching in this event, it's got to be the cherry on top of what was an excellent Titans Yeah, it was an excellent season. It just didn't finish like uh, like we wanted, and uh, that happens for 31 teams. So I'm excited that, that our staff could come out here and see their families and their kids, and they put a lot of time in, and so it's been great to, to spend some time and watch them, you know, hang out with these great players. Having four Titans players out here is really remarkable when three of them especially are on the defensive side of the ball. It's really a tribute to what the Titans were able to do as a team this year, right? Well, you know, that's what, uh, when you win, everybody gets recognized and uh, we've been successful. And I think it's great that, that our players are starting to get recognized and being honored. For Kevin Byard, He's a guy that really put an emphasis on working hard to improve in 2021. Nice to see him getting the recognition, not only on the stat sheet, but also by his peers. Yeah, Kevin put a lot of work in and and studied and prepared, and and he's always one of those guys that is so well conditioned. He he knows what to do, plays a lot of snaps for us, and never seems overloaded. And that's the one thing I always appreciate about him is that he comes in, he's ready to go, he knows how long the season is and he knows how he's going to have to be prepared for it. Harold Landry is someone who's been so consistent on this Titans team. Being able to be out here and be surrounded by other players in the AFC who are consistent presences on their team has got to be beneficial for him, right? Well, his I think that that's where you can learn a lot. Obviously, you know, us as coaches learn a lot from players, especially the really good ones in this league, and that's what's uh, out here at the Pro Bowl. So. You know, anything that these guys can, can learn from each other, I think is great. Jeffrey Simmons has accomplished a lot in his young career. Is the sky the limit for him? Are we going to see him at more well, Pro Bowls? Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope he helps us win a lot of games. And, you know, I, he's really focused hard on his, his technique. He's always been a, you know, a big, powerful, fast player. And, and, and I think that the work that he's put in on his, on his technique has really made a huge difference. Roger Saffold, 12 years in the league, finally gets to a Pro Bowl. It's got to feel good to see a vet like that get recognized too. Well, just his consistency, and and, and I know that, you know, playing offensive line and playing at the line of scrimmage in this league is difficult. And do it the level in which he's done it for 12 years is is a huge accomplishment, and and really enjoy coaching Roger and, and seeing him out here. How hard is it for you to resist the urge to like? really coach your guys, seeing them out here, because the vibe's a little bit different. I've tried to shut it off when I came out (laughs) here and got on the flight. I wouldn't call it, you know, coaching. It's more babysitting. Um, (laughs) 
than anything. Being out here and being able to work with so many different guys from around the AFC, that's got to be fun for you and your coaching staff to have the ability to bounce ideas and see other guys, right? Well, not only are these players, they're elite at, at their position in, in, in their sport, but you know, they're really great people. And, and you realize what elite looks like and, and what it sounds like and their personalities that they have. And, and you know, that's what we're all trying to you know, strive for. So for these guys, it's you know more of a personal recognition, but also for their families, they're able to come out, enjoy this experience. You've been able to share in so many cool experiences with your family as a player and a coach. What are you hoping that they walk away with from this experience remembering? Well, that they uh, they put a lot into what they do. As a player, there's a lot of things that you know maybe they miss just in their preparation or training camp and the season, and that I hope that they can appreciate you know, that their families and our families are just as invested. And when we lose, they're sad. And when we win, they're happy and, and they put so much into it. I, I know that the, my family does the same thing. So Mike Vrabel, are you now a two-time Pro Bowler? Huh. Is that what I guess is? we could look at it like that. <laughs> Maybe the first alternate. <laughs>like he has the right perspective on the whole experience well he gets it I mean he just gets it and you know and he's so well respected throughout the league I mean I I don't know if our, our listeners but you, there's a poll taken you know they, they take polls all the time especially when they're out there with the players which co head coach would you like to play for the most and I think right at the top of the list are Mike Vrabel Mike Tomlin Mike Vrabel Mike Tomlin Mike Vrabel because they get it they get it and Tennessee is a very desirable place for people to come in the National Football League and you can see why we get to work very closely with with Mike Vrabel and his staff and uh, he and John Robinson have got this organization on such a great trajectory you know with Amy Adams Strunk and 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 Kenneth Adams you know their blessing I mean it's so great as to where this is and you can see it because every time you interact with Mike Vrabel you know either on the field during the season it's different because it's all business but you guys had a great chance and that was a great interview that you had with him just on the perspective of the culmination of a year that didn't end like we all that like we wanted it to but still uh, he's got a great perspective and a pretty big future here. And it's so much fun to see him interact with players who either he's had experiences with as a player or has a coach. I mean, he relates to every single person who's out on that field. He's he's such a, a such a cool dude to be around. Like he's just a very cool man, but it was really fun to see him interacting with a lot of these other AFC players who you don't usually get to see him just kind of hanging out with. You know, it's a very casual environment. Mac, is there any sort of benefit or is there anything that a coaching staff or coaches can kind of glean from the experience of working with players from other teams and kind of having them all together in one place? Well, I think the fun part about it, you know, for me when I coached, is you get to know these guys that uh, you know are, are really good and great players, but you don't really get to know them personally. I mean, you've got a week, you know, with them out there in a very relaxed atmosphere, bring their families out. You just get to watch all that interact. It, it, it's great. I mean, and, and Mike Vrabel, as you said, he's a guy that has, has, has generated, and rightfully so, an immense amount of respect throughout this league you know, from front offices all the way down through the players. And so you could, you, can, you could see that, and you guys got to see that up close and personal. We get to see it every day because we get to go to practice. But uh, that, was, that was very cool. I'm glad. But can coaches I, – I tell you what, coach, when you're coaching it, there's a time when you sit there and you're with all these players and you go, wow, this is, this is really cool. 
because these are the best in the business and uh, we're able to hang out you know for a for a week with them and who knows when i was coaching in it there wasn't free agency there is now Mm -hmm. so it's still a people business it sure is a people business you know what else is a people business healthcare don't get sacked by the high cost of healthcare. Make Farm Bureau Health Plans your first line of protection. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947. Farm Bureau, the people people. Randy Wilmore, yeah. one of the best human beings. Jane Ann, yes. great people. They've helped us all along. Yes. Anytime you mention Farm Bureau Health Plans, their name you know pops up immediately. You talk about uh, Pro Bowl players. There's a couple more. They are pro bowlers. Farm Bureau Health Plan, big time pro bowlers. Absolutely. Now, Mac, in in the list of things that are upcoming in the National Football League, I guess we have to mention that the Super Bowl will be played on February 13th, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Well, it will be. It's going to be played, and I will will watch it. uh, I'll watch it. Sure. I'm going to eat all the foods. That's fine. Yeah. I want you to be happy watching it. Oh, well, yeah. Which you won't be. I'm going to eat everything. Okay. Macaroni and cheese balls okay, are really good. what I'm looking forward to right now. I want you to enjoy all that. You deserve all that. And again, it's, look, you try to put yourself in position to get in the tournament, and then you want to advance in the tournament. And what we're getting ready to watch this weekend is the, is the final culmination of being able to advance all the way in this league. And at the end of the day, I think I heard Mike Vrabel say that to you in the interview, there's one team that's accomplished what they wanted to, and the other 31 are back to work trying to get it done again. Yeah, so happy Super Bowl, everybody. It's coming up, and that's enough. But then here comes – the greatest event of the year, the NFL Scouting Combine. I love the Combine. It's my absolute favorite thing, and it is less than three weeks away. I've been to every one of the Combines that they've held in Indianapolis since they, they instituted it. I mean, I, I, I enjoy the Combine, too, and, and for a lot of reasons. I love seeing all the players. And plus, then you get to, you get to visit, you know, now – you know, in, 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 in my second career doing this, I get to visit with all the coaches. I go in and, and, you know, and sit with the position coaches during the workouts, during the week, and sit with them and listen to the evaluations, and they ask me my opinion on it. I mean, I, I love the combine. I really do. And I'm so glad that we're all going again because you get a lot of good content there. There's a lot of good content, and it's a good place to kind of get a feel and a vibe for what's getting ready to happen because the draft has become such a major production major production and this is just another step in it i'm so happy it's back in indy again this year they're going to move it and let's just get ready for that but uh it's in indianapolis this year which has done a marvelous job of hosting that thing ever since it started i've been to every one of them they've had there since it's been in indy i'm looking forward to this year going there again with you guys and bringing back a lot of information but uh if if and when they move it i'm going to miss indy Yes, I'm uh, I'm going to savor every moment of it being in Indianapolis because I just can't even I can't even wrap my mind around it being any place else. Well, 1987, it, since 87 it's been in Indianapolis. Yeah, it, it if it ain't broke don't fix it, Mac. That's what I have to say and I uh, I'm if I start a petition, do you think they would not move well, it? Well, let me just say this, Amy, and I'm always very honest with you and our listeners. You've got nothing to say about it. <sighs> I know. I'm still thinking about maybe uh, like a, a some sort of a form that I could fill out 
something I could submit to the league. Okay. Ask them to please. And again, not. on Titans Amy Coach Mac podcast, because you know we're we're very close. That's why we have a podcast together. Don't do that; it won't matter. I want to do it nicely, respectfully. I know, like you'll, you'll I don't, be, I don't want to. Like I'm not going to come with a torch or anything, but like a nice form that maybe says, well, "Please don't." Okay. Well, you're you're you only got so much oxygen, so don't oh, waste yours doing that. Gosh. All right. Well, I know you've already started preparing for the draft and the combine, and you've really started to dive into who some of these players are. Take me through and our listeners who may not be familiar with the process of really getting into the evaluations. Where do you even start? Full disclosure, I've been doing it already for about five or six weeks. I mean, I've got a lot of contacts and I've got some other entities that ask me to look at people. And I'm so anyway, but what you do, if you're asking me how you, how you do it, the, the first thing that you do is you, you get an idea of who's who in the zoo because now there's so much information out there even if you're not involved with it. if you're involved with the team I mean it, it you've already been they're already working on next year's people so right. that's how far ahead that you that you go so you, you know in general who it is and then what you start doing you know what I start doing is assembling that and and the first thing you do is is by position you start to make a vertical list in other words, just for first blush, this is this looks like the first guy, second guy, third guy, fourth guy. Not necessarily this is how they're going to end up. And then as you put that together, uh, you know, vertically for all those positions, then what you start doing, and we're not even we're not near that yet. Rhett, Brian, and I have got our first big group put together. Then what you do is start looking at needs of teams, looking where teams' needs may be, and you can. It's pretty easy to glean that now. Free agency has a lot to do with when some of those needs are, are filled. But as, as the process works, then you start to build what we call the horizontal board. In other words, you know, if you're the top tight end on, on one board, Ashley's the top running back on the other board, or you're the third or fourth at those positions, then you look and see, you know, where you're picking because every the way the draft is set up, every club, the better that you do during the season, the lower you pick during the draft. So there may be some people that you'll look at on your big board that you will have no chance ever you, you have to evaluate because it, they're free agency. You know, in four years, everybody's going to come back up. But you're not going to have a chance for them in this draft. So you have to look realistically. And that's when you start looking horizontally across the board and matching up those different vertical boards. So you start to match up that. Then you match it up with what your needs are as opposed to the grade. You grade everybody according to what just their grade is and however you do it in your scouting department, how they look for the league, and then you start making your own decisions like that. So it's a pretty long process, and then that's why all of these events that we've talked about, we talked about, you know, the Senior Bowl, you know, the East-West game, the NFLPA game, the HBCU combine that they had before the Senior Bowl down here. All of that information, all of your scouting department has put together. You start to build a big board. You start to build your side boards. And then you start to narrow down, you know, for draft day as far as to your needs, where everybody fits horizontally. And then you start to work. The last thing you start to work is what are the trade possibilities as to whether we want to move up or whether we want to move back, gather more picks as to where we think value is. It's a long process to it, but it's a lot of fun. And 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 we do it. I, I, when I first came back here, and started my first Titans radio draft, I was very impressed with, you know, with how well organized it was. And so, you know, I was asked to bring my expertise to it, and I've dug into it pretty deep. We, we, have, a, we have a great Titans radio broadcast for the draft. It really is good, and it's detailed. It's great information, but it takes work, and none of us are afraid of work. But the draft process is something this group has already been looked at starting 
last season. So that's what you know. People need to know that. And then as it comes down to draft day, there's always surprises, and it's uh, pretty exciting. I know you and Ashley have been to a lot of the drafts, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's a pretty exciting time. It really is. The National Football League has done a marvelous job of the first draft I was ever involved with with the Chicago Bears. We drafted 12 rounds in one day. Ooh. And that was it. Rapid fire. And it was all on the phone. There was no television. And now it's a Hollywood production, which still one of my greatest memories here uh, when I first came back here is the draft that was here in Nashville that will never be topped. But anyway, the draft is a very exciting thing, but it's a very it's a very work intensive. Let me say that. So how much will a board change or even your initial thoughts kind of evolve from where they stand right now and then after the combine and you've had chances to see the medical, see the workout, see that kind of stuff. How much of an impact will that have on your board? It all has an impact. And, and now the, the final evaluation, uh, Amy, is, is the tape, is the game tape, because we are playing football, so you want to watch and play football. But let, let's take just what happened to Jeffrey Simmons. Jeffrey Simmons was going to be a top five or six pick, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with, what, with what he showed. And all of a sudden, he injures a knee in pre-draft workouts. So now, all of a sudden, you've got a top five or six pick that is now rehabbing an ACL. And so you know that the player's ability is still there. But now, what, what chance do you take? Where are the chances that you take on his, on his rehabilitation? Where is he going to be? What is his immediate impact? So all of, see, that's what changes a lot of it. And then there's always things that come up because clubs I've been on, we have a guy that's hired full-time to, you know, just background checks. Go to hometowns, go to, you know, all of these, all of these things make a big, make a big difference. And then you've got to make a decision on draft day within your time slot and your time available as to how much all of this stuff weighs together, what you really think is best for your football team at the time. So you ask me, does it change? I don't think the base evaluation from the original look, but I think all the other information adds to that. Interesting. Well, there's a long way to go, Mac. We've got a lot of stuff that we are going to be watching, we're going to be working on, we're going to be looking at, and a lot of content that we're going to be bringing back to our fans. You're right. There's a lot of work, but guess what? We're professionals. We know what we're doing. Oh, we know what we're doing, and we're excited for all one million of our listeners to, you know, get some of that information and be prepared for the draft as it comes up. We're going to make sure to keep you informed. But once a month is probably the new cadence, so... Uh, set your alarms subscribe to the podcast so you'll know what's coming we're excited we're excited about this offseason excited about the work that's ahead of us and really looking forward to that combine man it's it's just my favorite well i'm looking forward to going to it and seeing how excited you and ashley are there i like that because you guys do great work there we don't mess around at the combine no you don't serious business we're professionals we are. Our professionals. Contrary to popular belief. No, we no, no. Are, they, in fact, everybody thinks we're professionals now. Everybody that. Do they? Yeah, they do. They, they, interact, they say, Coach Mack, you are a professional. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the exact phrase that they say to you. <laughs> All right. Well, just. Do you have any fi- final thoughts? Do you have anything else besides your professionalism? Well, we the, thing, the, thing, the thing that I like, there's, there's so much great going on here with the Tennessee Titans organization. And you know, I, I just, you know, the, the, all the excitement that was generated this season, the, the truth of the National Football League is you start again. 
you start again and you, you build that excitement through the offseason, you build that excitement through the draft, and then the season starts and then you build that excitement getting ready to play. And the reward for all of this is the excitement that you have and how much a, a football team brings everybody together. We, we experienced that this year and we're going to experience it again. So uh, let's go. I'm looking forward to it. As I said, spent over half my adult life in this league and I don't know what else I would do. Yep. It's what a ride. What a ride. What a ride. All right, for Titans Amy and Coach Mac, of course, this has been the Titans Amy and Coach Mac podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time after the NFL Scouting Combine. Woohoo!